listeners, and welcome back to another evening of horror and delight. That is, if you find delight to mean horror, then you are in the right place because the Slant Hallway always delivers on both. Right on time, and you don't have to tip the driver. But if the driver does give you a little lip, you remind them that terror is always free. Oh, Mr. Narrator, you know something that's not free, but definitely $15 well spent? I'm talking about PC Martin's unbreakable pocket protectors. PC Martin's are the only guaranteed pocket protectors to not only keep your writing utensils in an orderly fashion, but also help you look stylish around the office. They come in all brilliant CMYK colors. Cyan, magenta, yellow, and K-Sports red. PC's pocket protectors are made from the strongest steel $15 can buy and can protect part of your chest from a small volley of gunfire. That's PC Martin's unbreakable pocket protectors. Okay. Is it on you holding your pens? Yes, it is. That's what pocket protectors are made to do. Anyway, our story tonight is a chilling tale of how greed can not only ruin a man's heart, but also his entire life. Now, this is different from the other 48 episodes of The Slant Hallway involving greed destroying someone's life because it's got cartoons in it. Meet Chase Ashby Jr., famous animator and American entrepreneur that changed the face of entertainment as we know it with his beloved cartoons. What we don't know is that Mr. Ashby is going to change the face of his studio for the better, or... For the worst. The Slanted Hallway is proud to present When the Ink Runs Dry. Ashby, sir, do you mind just signing off on the final look for Boogie the Bear Cow Ape's new handgun design? Uh, uh, not now, Madison. Uh, uh, let me address the cartoon drones first. Hello, Hello Mr. Mr. Ashby. Fellas, fellas, Mr. Ashby was my father who is long dead and rotting in hell along with my coward of a brother. Call me Chase. Hello, Hello Chase. All right, one more time, but a little more informal. I want to seem likable around the office. Howdy, Chase. Well, now that's too informal. I don't want a bunch of cowmen working for me. Speaking of which, I just realized an animator over there is a woman in drag. Don't think I didn't notice. Simmons, dock that woman's pay accordingly. Oh, sir, that's uh, Frida Kahlo. You hired her to do the animated talking heart and eyebrow musical. Well, I'll deport her too, then. I left Mexico and Rivera for this? Welcome to the cartoon industry, Mrs. Kahlo. Back to work, fellas. Let's hurry it along, Simmons, to this board meeting. Is everyone accounted for, Madison? All the executives were notified and should arrive on time, sir. Good! Great! Perfect! One more! Superb! I have some big news to announce at this thing, maybe even life-changing to some. Especially to that janitor over there. Hey, I'm in the studio today, so pretend you're cleaning, son. You got it, Dad. 
Atta boy. With that work ethic, you'll be sweeping up hundred dollar bills with that broom. Especially if there's another spill in the money room. Sir, mind me asking you now, but what's the news you're planning to- Simmons, the best kind of news is always a surprise. Like that time I surprised my animating partner with that court document that showed all his lifetime of cartoons and ideas were actually legally mine. Oh, the look on his face. Oh, all the money he lost. It was priceless. Oh boy, I, I think we all learned a solid laugh. Didn't we, boys? Come on, laugh with me. Come on, boys, laugh. That was fun. Oh, we've made it to the boardroom, and everyone's here. Excellent. Everyone take your seats, and let's get this going. Madison, get the doors. Good, good. It's excellent to see everyone is here and could make it to this mandatory company-wide meeting. Oh, Mr. Ashby? Mr. Klein, head of marketing, couldn't make it. His daughter is still very sick. Okay. We'll have him terminated immediately. Push his desk out into the street and paint over his parking spot. That's in order. With gusto, sir. Excellent. Now everyone is here. It's so wonderful to see all your bright, smiling, sweaty white faces. Cushing, my dear boy, how are things in R&D? Smashing, sir. We're ahead of schedule on development of those 3D cartoons you ordered us to look into, and we've created several shorts involving this lamp and bowl. Sounds good, but uh, when you get around to writing a feature with this uh, claymation technology, make one involving toys living out an existential nightmare. Then we can sell toys from the movie to the kids. Brilliant. Why, yes I am, but it's also a horrible curse. Just kidding, I love constantly being smarter than everyone. But that's not why I asked you all to be here today. I wanted to talk to you all about the future of the Ashby Studios and the Ashby Company. Sir, let me be the first to say, and allow me to speak for everybody in this room, it has been an incredible 20 years working for you, sir. We couldn't have made it this far without your leadership and vision. Simmons, my number one suck-up. I remember when you started as a pencil pusher. Then I put you in charge of making animator pencil push cartoons out of them. What great memories. Well, anyway, I talked it over with our top executives, Mr. Ford and Mr. Evans, and we've decided to do a total 180 on the whole cartoon business thing. Do what? That's right, gentlemen. Effective immediately, we're shutting down all animation production, along with the art studios and the art division in the Ashby Company. Oh, Cushing, that means you can ignore all that advice I gave you. You should throw out all those stinky clay figurines, but it was a good 127 months of work. Here's a high five. Whoops, too slow. All right, all right, everyone calm down and give me a minute to explain myself here. Then again, I own this company, so I don't have to. Hey, 3 p.m., that's a good time to go golfing. Ford Evans, get the clubs. Well, hold on, sir. This is an extremely irregular situation you're putting us in. I don't follow. What's weird about me doing something I want to with my company? Chase, that's not much of an explanation for shutting down the studio and laying all of us off. Well, fair enough, Simmons. And no one said you in particular were laid off. Now, gentlemen, gentlemen, 
When I was just a boy, I had a simple dream once. A dream about a cartoon bear cow ape trying to pilot a dirigible into Nepal to rain bombs all over that country. In my youthful imagination, I could see the flames licking right up the sides of their homes as the people ran out into the street and questioned the existence of any kind of god. Then I had another dream about starting a cartoon studio to make lots of money off of said cartoon creature. Thusly, Boogie the Bear Cow Ape was born, and he was a hit. A tremendous hit. I built a whole empire based off of the beloved animated features and television shows, including Fud the Mud, the Tweedledees, Dreamtown, and the, and the Henry Kissinger Cartoon Hour. But boys, I I'm not going to lie, I conquered the animation and film industry over the last 20 years, and quite frankly, I'm bored. I need a challenge in my life, and not just to swim out of my money pool every morning and once again in the evening. Uh, that's when you take a long, hard look into that bathroom mirror at three in the morning and you say, cars, I should be building cars, and that's what Mr. Ford and Mr. Evans both agree is probably our best course of action for this company because they both agree with me. Truly a genius move, Mr. Ashby. God, I could kiss you deep. Oh, and that's where the artists in the studio come in, Simmons. Uh, we need them to draft out some stellar car designs and build them. You'll figure out the details, but I have some thoughts on the designs already. I was thinking having the cars with uh, lightning bolts on the side to give them extra uh, boost of speed. Uh, boom, boom, boom. That's the sound it's going to make in the street, gentlemen. Now make it happen. Chase, I'm sorry. I... I might be speaking for everyone again, but this is all seems a little crazy. Shouldn't it be a vroom vroom vroom? But to turn our backs on these beloved cartoon characters we created, I feel that might be hard for some folks to- Hmm. You're on thin ice, Simmons, but what do you mean by that? Well, sir, I reckon there's a lot of children and maladjusted man-children who would be upset to see these characters essentially die. I mean, when a true artist creates a masterwork, the piece takes on a life of its own. I believe it was the Greeks who- And now it's 3.03 p.m., which, which is still a good but not ideal time to golf, so we gotta run. I'll see you all bright and early tomorrow, and make sure you're all wearing greasy mechanic overalls. And Simmons, if you could lose a front tooth by tomorrow, it would give you a lot of character. And this, uh, think of some swell car names, like, I don't know, the Ashby Chaser. Oh, I love that. That one has a wonderful ring. Seems like Mr. Chase Ashby Jr. has cars on the brain and wants everyone who works for him to think the same way, but what he doesn't know is it's going to drive him straight onto the freeway which leads to the 405, and if you don't get off at exit 36, well, Mr. Ashby is going to end up right in the slanted hallway. Or is it exit 35? In any case, he should be heading east on the interstate. Oh, Mr. Narrator, always caught up in directions when you should be getting caught up on something reasonable, like pocket protectors. That's right, folks. I'm talking about PC Martin's unbreakable pocket protectors. PC Martin's are guaranteed to never break on you, even in your most desperate pencil or pen moments. Why, it's even possible that Martin's pocket protectors could survive the heat death of the entire universe. That's PC Martin's unbreakable pocket protectors.
The pocket protectors that's guaranteed to outlive you. You know, they say whales will outlive us all so long as they don't develop nuclear armaments and nationalist ideals. Maybe they start a world war with those greedy sea turtles. I've seen how they hoard all the seashells for themselves. That won't stand under whale law, which is the law of the whole ocean, I say. Anyway, let us now return to Mr. Ashby, as he has indeed sped through a stop signal without looking, and has gotten a very large ticket from the slanted hallway. Coming! Hello? A meeting? Cancelled? I didn't even know I had a meeting. Move up to four? Yes, I think I understand the point of this phone call, sure. I'll see you later, Mother. Now then, what was I thinking about while I was struggling among the shekels? Oh yes, the millions of dollars I stand to make off my new car idea. Wait a moment. It's near 9.30 of the clock. Where in the world are Ford and Evans? Wait a minute. No, this sundial has just confirmed it. Perhaps I should move it outside. No matter, Simmons! Hello? Simmons? Where in the devil is he? Has everyone decided to use their vacation hour on the same day? Yes, hello, Patsy. Can you connect me to Simmons' office? Thank you. Well, now that's strange. No answer. He's always supposed to answer my calls. I'll have him fired for this. Hello? Mr. Ashby? Yes, that is my name, thank you, but please call me Chase. All right, have a good day. No, Mr. Ashby, please, don't hang up. It's, it's me, Simmons. You've got a lot of guts calling me after what you've done. What did I do? Either you're just being coy or you're playing stupid. A nice change of pace from just the regular being stupid. Mr. Ashby, please. You have to listen. It's urgent. Someone or something has been following me. Well, if you are as stupid as I think you are, I should explain. I called your office earlier and you weren't there. So where are you? I'm trying to explain. Some kind of creature. It it came. Dear God, it's, it's like it crawled... Right excuses, excuses. You should be at your desk doing whatever it is you do now that we make cars. Not gallivanting around the streets or something. Are you just calling from your office and lying to me? God, no, sir. I'm, I'm at a payphone in Anaheim. I got chased out of the studio by what looked like... We don't work in Anaheim. You're nowhere near your desk. And do you know what that makes you? Good God, it, it found me. Uh, you should be scared because you're fired! Please, don't do it! Please, don't, God, no! Uh. As I suspected, but begging isn't gonna help you now. And by the way, it's very impolite to smash watermelons on the phone. Oh, great. Now you're singing some terrible ethnic song. Well, anyway, clear out your desk. Well, I guess you just can't hire any good help anymore. Now I've got to dress myself like a peasant and drive my own car to work like a hillbilly. Oh, hello, Mr. Ashby. Well, silence. Simmons didn't pull me out of the money pit this morning, and I picked out the wrong monocle, so you leave me alone, do you understand? 
to think I fought off a whole cloud of mustard gas with just a paperclip to end up treated like some kind of a refugee from a village I burned. Hello, gentlemen. I'm sorry Simmons' incompetence kept you waiting. Now, as I was discussing yesterday, over dinner and then partially over dessert, we really should move as much heavy machinery as possible into whatever it is those kids were living in. What was it you two called it? I think you said home, but it must have been a joke. Um, Ford? Evans? Are you playing another round of hide-and-seek? All right, here I come! Hmm, this will not do. Where in blue blazes are those two? It's getting close to my 8 p.m. dinner time with the Roosevelts. Madison, get in my office and on the double. Yes, Mr. Ashby? Where in the devil is Mr. Ford and Mr. Evans? I'm sorry? I hate having to repeat myself to the help, but here we go, I guess. Ford and Evans, they were supposed to be here hours ago to look over these factory plans. We're going to have to bulldoze some of these low-income housing structures to make way for the new Speedway to test out all the new Chaser cars. I need their approval on the name of said Speedway, but while you're here, which sounds better? The Chaseway Park? or Ashby Lanes. Oh, sir, Chaseway Park for sure. Right, that's got some sauce to it. But, sir, has no one notified you? Well, um... All right, Chase, don't look stupid and uninformed in front of your subordinates. Remember what your grandmother taught you. Be friendly until they let down their guard and then go for the neck. Yes, I was, and boy, do you look handsome today, Madison. Oh, thank you, sir. I decided to flip my side part to the other side, just to be a little wild. I'm glad you noticed. Uh, uh, so you do know about Mr. Ford and Mr. Evans' disappearance? Wait, come again? Disappearance? Oh, yeah, I knew all about that. But I'm going to test your memory skills in this impromptu employee evaluation session. 60 seconds, Madison. Go. Oh, uh, Mr. Ford and Mr. Evans both went missing exactly 45 hours and 36 minutes after your big announcement of converting the animation studio into a big car manufacturer on October 17th, 19th. All right, all right, Madison. I've heard enough. You've passed the test, but now juggle these office supplies. Yeah. Right away, sir. Hup, 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 hup. Hey, I'm pretty good. Hup, 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 hup. Why, yes, you are, Madison. What isn't good is the distressing knowledge that Ford and Evans are still missing. Where could they have gone? Hmm, maybe, just maybe, I sound a little paranoid here, but the two of them decided to conspire against me to create their own car company and then tried to break into my home and to murder my wife while I was asleep. Well, joke's on you, Ford and Evans. I always sleep with my eyes open and a blade under my pillow. This blade right here, Madison. Isn't it beautiful how the evening light dances on the blade's edge like that? See all seven of those notches on the handle right there? That's where I had to take care of a labor dispute not too long ago. Boy, oh boy, the crimson tide you helped me unleash, knife Bert. Mr. Ashby? I have a very distraught woman covered in what looks like a burgundy wine to see you. She says her name is Mrs. Evans. Hmm. I'm trying to remember if I was two-timing Evans' wife behind his back or not. In any case, I'm bored of Madison's juggling. You may send her in. Oh, jeez! It's so horrid! I, I, I didn't know who else to come to it. That's so 
terrible. Now, now, it's all right, Miss Evans. Here, take a seat on my guest couch, but no tears on it, please. That's real white rhino hide. What's got you so worked up? Chase, it's, it's my, it's my husband. Mr. Evans? Mr. Evans went missing 45. Not now, Madison. Please go on. My, my, my husband, Chase, I was, I was looking all over town for him since he went missing. I, I was up all night with the police looking for Robert, but no one had seen him or even knew he was gone. It, it, it seemed he had just disappeared from all of existence, but then I returned home and, and, and I saw, I saw the light in his private study was on and it looked like someone was sitting at his desk. I went rushing in, thinking it was Robert, and then, unfortunately, it was. It was Robert, but he was missing his head. Ha! Typical Evans always losing his head under pressure while we have a big deal of work on our hands. Well, when can he come back in? I understand if he needs a couple days to get over his nerves. Chase! Robert is dead! Dead! Someone murdered my husband! and took his head! The only clue the police could find was a pair of inky footprints. They say, though, that the prints don't match any normal man or woman or even human, and they can't decide if the prints belong to a bear or a cow or even, even an ape. And I'm officially bored. Madison, please tend to Mrs. Evans's needs because I really don't have the patience for that nonsense. I'm sorry, Miss Evans, but everyone has lost a loved one in a horrible ritualistic murder at some point in their lives. Mr. Ashby, this is truly a serious situation. If Mr. Evans was murdered, it's not too far of a stretch to believe the same thing happened to Mr. Ford. We should alert the authorities immediately that someone is targeting executives with violence. What are you getting on about, Madison's 30 seconds this time. I'm saying, sir, that maybe a disgruntled employee wasn't too thrilled about the new direction you decided to take the company in, and they're lashing out. Mr. Ashby, your life could be in danger. Bow, danger. The only danger I experience is the IRS discovering that hollowed-out mountain in the Sierra Nevadas where I keep all my extra swear jar money and Hitler's flying saucer. Uh, forget I said that last part. No, when danger comes my way, I laugh and have several assistants deal with it. Out of sight, out of mind, I say. Speaking of which, Madison, I need you to console the Widow Evans. Grieving always grosses me out. I'm going to walk off all these pesky emotions of anxiety for my friend's death and my own mortality at the hands of some mysterious murderer of my own potential making. Might as well inspect the old animation studios and make sure we don't have any spare office chairs left. We need all available chairs to finish my incredible blanket fort, Fort Triumph. But sir, you- The only but I want you to think about is Mrs. Evans's. That rhino hide sofa isn't really meant for prolonged sitting and sobbing. Chase out. Oh, and hold all my calls. Hmm, a little darker and more dreary than I remember the studio being. Where'd all these hanging chains and heavy industrial machinery come from? Oh, well. Hey, who's there? This building is supposed to be shut down. This studio is off limits, even employees. Hello, hello? Okay, then it must have just been several large raccoons in a man costume that knocked those. Alright, alright, I heard that for sure with my good ear. Now come out, and I won't reprimand you too hard. What the? My crocodile slippers! Ruined by ink! Look at that. 
Little inky footprints trailing off. Weird. Oh well, this all still doesn't affect me. Hey! Who's in that office there? Wait, is that... Is it you, you devil? Ford, what are you doing in here? We were supposed to meet hours ago to sign off on those building plans together. Now, now, it's okay. You wipe that petrified look of horror off your frozen face. Also, Ford, has anyone told you it's a bad idea to have so many knives plunged into your chest like that? You could potentially lose a lot of blood. Or worse, get some on the carpets. Ha <laughs> ha, laugh with me, Ford. Come on, laugh with me. Oh, come on, Ford. The joke wasn't that funny. You're worse than that suck-up Simmons, honestly. Ah, would you look at that? Looks like I made another whoopsie-doodle, Mr. Ashby. Who's there in the darkness? Ooh, wait a minute. I know that voice, but that's impossible. I invented that voice. And I drew and hand-inked all those physical features, too. You, you're, you're Boogie the Bear Cowape, but how? Shucks, Mr. Ashby. I don't know, I'm just a simple two-dimensional character that likes to laugh and play and dance and start businesses to catch cats. And also that one time I conquered Mars with Santa Claus. And that other 589 times I dressed as a lady to seduce that dastardly deacon the Pope. Oh, a classic. I love that one bit we used 589 times, but that doesn't answer my question, you physical animation apparition. Well, geez, Mr. Ashby. I guess when I heard you decided you weren't going to make no more cartoon features involving me and my annoying antics anymore, I done just got right steamed. No more movies means no more fun for old Boogie, and that's no fun for no one. Stand back, bear cow ape! I ain't afraid of you. I created you. Maybe, maybe if I close my eyes, I can wish you away like in the fairy who made taxes go away. That's right. I'm thinking you away, you thought-form entity. Ow! Don't throw things in the office! I had to make that rule after HR said it was illegal to make employees juggle on command. But no one told Madison. Ha! Oh wait, I'm in real danger! For real! That's right, Mr. Ashby. You have to reap what you sow. And it's not just me that would like to have a word or two with you. I brought the whole Ashby Toon pals along with me to teach you this lesson. What? No, that's impossible. It's the the Tweedledees. We're not, not very happy, happy not being in the movie pictures anymore, Mr. Ashby. We enjoy frolicking through the forests of sunshine during the Just want to swim in pools of your blood. Own blood. Own blood. Let me say Tweedle together. Tweedle. No, 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 no! Stop this! This is all some kind of a bad waking dream. You mean a nightmare, Mr. Ashby? 
It can't be. Silly Aunt Margaret and her silly juice adventures, they've become real as well. That's right. I love life. Dancing around, getting into my most adventures, trying to get my silly juice so I can ruin Christmas again for my whole family, but no. Mr. Chase Ashford Jr. decided to take my silly juice metaphorically away. And now, oh, oh, hold up, I dropped my keys. Let me just pick up those up. I got them. Okay, now we're gonna make some silly juice shards. <clears throat> we're gonna make <clears throat> some silly juice out of you. This woman is extremely inebriated off cheap malt liquor, but she has made some salient points that cannot be disregarded. No, even you, Cartoon Kissinger, this truly can't be happening. It's not a matter of what is true that counts, but a matter of what is perceived to be true, Mr. Ashby. In any case, I believe all parties agree that murder is wrong, but if I cover my eyes with my hand, I can't see what is stabbing with this large sickle. We can also agree that whoever controls your blood flow controls your life, which I believe that will be Mr. Boogie. Thanks, Henry. It sure will be. Barry? Soon? Oh shoot, I got Barry and Barry mixed up again. Classic boogie. <laughs> Get back, all of you! You animated freaks! I'm warning you! These hollow threats, Mr. Ashby, you're beginning to sound sillier than that passed out woman over there. I'm here. I'll hear resting my eyes before we go through with the billing of Chase Ash. What? What? What did I say? What is this? What's a really? What? You, you know, your father too hard on your mother. It's true. Okay, silly Aunt Margaret. You might have to hang back. You got a little too silly for the murdering now. No, please stop. I created you all. You can't do this to me. You may have created us, but we can certainly end you, Mr. Ashby. Without the cartoons, we lost our jobs of entertaining the masses. Bringing joy to children all around the world. And without that, we're nothing. Wait, that's what this was all about? Why didn't you fellas just say that earlier? If you need jobs, I'm the man to talk to. I can get you all working on the ground floor of Ashby Autos. Or, or Chase Chasers. I, I'm still figuring out the new name. You get a wonderful new start helping me build this company together. <laughs> well, gosh, we didn't know that was an option. Come to think of it, I'd enjoy building cars. Gentlemen and drunk woman, I believe we have reached a compromise. Yeah, sure! Let's just forget all this murder business and head over to Huma Cartoon Resources and get your applications rolling right this way, fellas. Be careful not to step and slip in Mr. Ford's people juice, silly Aunt Margaret. <laughs> How great! I ruined family.
turkey is this? Oh, Aunt Margaret, that's Mr. Ford's head. Oh, laugh with me. Oh, laugh with me. <laughs> Here are those numbers you were looking for, Mr. Ashby. Perfect, Madison. These are great. I've never seen better numbers in my life. And so big, too. What is this, foam core? Foam rubber, sir. I made them myself. You devil, Madison. You've done it again. Sir, I have the new employee you wanted to speak to. Oh, yes. You may send them in now. You wanted to see me, Mr. Ashby? Yes, I did, Boogie. I wanted to talk to you personally about your performance on the assembly line. I've been hearing some complaints. Gee, Mr. Ashby, I don't know what to say. It has taken me a lot longer than the other assembly men. It's been hard screwing in the tire bolts since I got these giant cartoon hands. Admittedly, I have been holding up the line, too, because it seems all the other workers run in terror at the sight of a living cartoon character working on the cars. Hmm. Madison? How many excuses did you count Mr. Boogie make just now? I think just about three, sir. That's exactly how many excuses I heard, too. Three, and three strikes, you're out. Home run, grand slam, the crowd goes wild. DiMaggio rounds the bases, he's waving to all the fans. Oh, sorry, I I'm trying to say, you're fired, Boogie. Fired? Golly, Mr. Ashby, this just don't seem fair at all to this bear cow. I'm gonna cut you off right there, Boogie. Fair indeed is fair. If you can't finish the job, you don't get to keep at it. But what about silly Aunt Margaret? She's always sleeping on the job because of her silly juice. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being on the sauce while you work. Look at me, huh? Oh, jeez, Mr. Ashby. I don't know what I'm gonna do. My wife said she'd leave me if I lost this job. Oh, cheer up, Boogie. There's plenty of jobs out there for hideous creatures with weird cartoonish skill sets such as yourself. Hey, maybe you should apply to be a dirigible pilot. You already have that captain's hat drawn on. Oh, Mr. Ashby, I'm colorblind. They won't let me fly anything. Oh, classic boogie. Laugh with me. <laughs> oh, no, my cancer's back. It's crawling up my throat. Madison, Madison, quickly, freeze my head. There you have it, folks. Truly another chilling tale with two epilogues in a row. I bet you all forgot about that animator from Korea who we cut out of the story. In a lot of ways, it seems like it didn't really go anywhere with that plot line. Honestly, we could have cut that out altogether, and uh, it really wouldn't have affected the overall story. Would have been a lot shorter, though. We already cut the first one, so I guess if we cut the story you actually heard, it would have just been me talking for about five minutes. No matter. Tune in next week, dear listeners, to next week's episode of The Slanted Hallway, where a Civil War soldier f finds out he's teleported through time to ancient Greece, where he inadvertently invents pig wrestling and slavery. And as always, listeners, ooh, he, and he's part of the Union, and as always, listeners, remember to check your air filters. And keep them slanted also. The end. Over. <laughs>